Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sending your skeletons. Sing as that bunch come marching in. Two weeks ago, the question was whether Dixon could extend his record-extending seasons with a win and he's going to win back to back scott dixon has done it again dixon wins at worldwide technology raceway and keeps his championship hopes for number seven still alive team can do it the three foul you cannot be serious Leafa from downtown well he has been money all day England's fortress is the Temple of Doom. But for Fiji, it is simply the greatest moment in their rugby history. My honey, my welcome one and all to your Tuesday morning of sport here on SENZ. Four minutes after 6am. My name is Daniel McCarty again in the chair for Ricardo. Uh, for tomorrow as well. Kempi's here, fired up, multitasking, watching as many screens as possible, <laughs> catching up on all the news. <laughs> the news breaking in front of us. We'll get to that in just a moment. How's your Tuesday morning, Kempi? Good to see you, Fred. Oh, and, and I tell you what, Daniel, I don't know what it's like down there in Wellington. I remember, I remember waking up when I first went to Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a 17-year-old, okay, I got taken out of that small rural town called Waitara, and of course we're under that big moan of Taranaki, yeah. and it's cold, you know, it's cold, but I got to oh. Wellington, and I worked for Fletcher's, so Fletcher's Construction, yeah. so we had uh, um, Papa McCarthy, McCarthy was his name, who, who was the chairman of the Randwick Rugby League Club, gave me a job at uh, Fletcher's Construction. I've come out of the freezing works. You know, you go down there in the freezing works, yep. they've got the, they ain't got the chillers on, they've got the heating room on where you go and get your clothes, your gumboots are nice and warm, you put them on, you go out on the chain, it's nice and warm. Well, mate, I, I had to get up 5.30 in the morning, go and sit in a van from Nonoi, drive all the way into Wellington <laughs> City, walk onto a building site that was like just concrete slabs. And I remember sitting up there on... on uh, by the over by the beehive, they're looking out, going, "What am I doing? Like, what <laughs> is this? Is this rugby league?" Like, <laughs> but, and I often think about that when I wake up here in Tamaki and and jump in my car, and there's a little bit of dew yeah. on the windows, going, "Man, do you think it's cold here in Auckland? This has got nothing compared to the places like Wellington and Christchurch and, and Dunedin. My son went there uni down in Dunedin. Man, that is one cold place. Um, so yeah, no, it's I'll tell you what, I'm alive when I walked out of the house this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well well and truly alive. That's one good thing. And I was just talking to the senses are working. I was talking to our good mate Andy Andy Thompson. Um just about uh, the, the the breaking news, but also about how I felt on Saturday morning. Because I do get a little bit like that. You know, when you when we get beaten, I'm the 
I'm the don't walk, don't don't walk anywhere near me. Like if you see me on the street, <laughs> you better you better not be walking towards me because I'm actually looking for you to bump into me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to I just want to set the I just want to set the yeah. the record straight straight away as fast as I can. <laughs> this is my space. This is my space. I'm holding my line. <laughs> Once a competitor, always a competitor. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Hey, eh, Kemper? Yeah, absolutely. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Your Tuesday morning will feature what a lineup we got for you. Our Fiji assistant coach, Daryl Gibson, is joining us after 7 o'clock. Uh, one of our uh, motorsport royalties, Mr. Bob McMurray, is going to drop by to drop heaps of knowledge on <laughs> Scott Dixon's latest heroics. Incredible. And, of course, uh, the feats of Liam Lawson in Formula 1. Great 48 hours for New Zealand motorsport. Well, Rob Lowe is going to uh, join us uh, to talk basketball because New Zealand at the FIFA World Cup, Kempe, have done what they needed to do, beating Jordan by 95 to 87. I say, Liam, Alive. how's this for a day out? 23 points, five rebounds, five assists, three steals. As you heard in our opening montage, he had his fingerprints all over that game. But you know what I love about that New Zealand scorecard or box score? Uh, Shaley 15, Finn Delaney 14, Yanni Wetzel 13, Isaac Fortu 11 points. That That's New Zealand basketball right there. Yeah, it's all, it's all about teamwork and getting, I, I guess, as much as you can out of your out of your tank, especially when it comes to, to basketball. I watched the opening hucker um, and just thought, you know, the US, the US were de- looking down on the hucker. Like, how cool is that? When the, you've got these NBA stars over the other side of you and you actually hucker, hucker to them. And the, and and the, just the thought of like that battle that like well, I don't I don't get to play on the same court as you in the NBA but now you're on my court and that's that that whole thing about New Zealand especially at the at the basketball when you see them spreading the points like that well that's who we are that's who we are in basketball yeah absolutely uh, we'll cover that off uh, later with Rob Lowe as I mentioned great results uh, for the Tall Blacks beating Jordan no not that Jordan Grab. Uh, the country. It is a World Cup after all. Uh, so we've got lots to get to. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Pick up the perfect gift for Dad this Father's Day for Chemist, uh, from Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Let's um, bring some news. Um, Scott Barrett, we're obviously very concerned about um, you know his place for the opening game at uh, Rugby World Cup after he was sent off against... South Africa this past weekend, but the uh, Independent Dis- Disciplinary Committee has met, and Scott Barrett is free to play um, as they have decided his red card was sufficient and no further sanction was necessary. The Independent Disciplinary Committee, chaired by Sir James Dingmans, could you get a more English sounding name? <laughs> yeah, he is from England. Sir James Dingmans. Was joined Sir by James. former international, <laughs> James, former international player Ollie Cohn from uh, Wales and former uh, referee Valeriu Toma of uh, Romania. Um, and I know you're a big fan of uh, the law book, the disciplinary committee uh, law book. So I'll go to Appendix Four of Regulation Seventeen at B Two Brackets C, uh, Kempi, to provide you this. The judicial judicial committee may decide that s- sending off was sufficient. In the following circumstances, C, back to C, uh, any of the temporary suspensions were awarded for so-called technical offences. So basically, because he got a yellow card for persistent team infringing, they didn't take that one into consideration, and they've just looked at uh, the yellow card, only a yellow card. He is free to play. It's kind of gone uh, down the path how N. Foster 
uh, predicted when he said in the immediate aftermath of that loss, uh, the facts are he got a yellow card. The first yellow card was not for foul play. The second yellow, um, uh, it wasn't a red card. The judiciary, fortunately, don't judge people on the reaction of people on the opposition. They judge it on all the facts. So they have uh, decided that the sending off was a sufficient sanction and he is free to play in the opening game, and it's a massive boost for New Zealand. There's no, there's no hiding from it. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, potentially a terminal blow because you've also got Brody Retallick on the shelf, Jeffy. Well, you, to, to lose both of them would yeah. have been a crushing blow in my mind. C- crushing, but you know the nicknames of the three judiciaries: Meanie, Miney, and Mo. And it's called the me- <laughs> Meanie, um, Eeny, Meanie, Miney, Mo law. This one, <laughs> because it's a precedent that's being set, like. Seriously, when you're looking at that from, we talked about it all week, from Owen Farrell uh, perspective, and the swinging of the arm, like it was a dead set uppercut. <laughs> he got him. Yes. He got him. He didn't miss him. He was, you know, putting his putting his stake in the ground and saying, like, if you guys want to crack it, crack at us, then I'm the man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this over. And I love that about Scotty Barra. But then to come out and say he, he's he's served enough time um, because he was sent off, is that because of the embarrassing score? It ain't got anything to do with the. It ain't got anything to do with the the actual offence because because it was an offence. So, mate, I don't know what's going on with the judiciary. I think the Owen Farrell is probably the the Owen Farrell case is probably the best thing for world rugby at the moment because players that get sent off this sweet going into the World Cup. Yeah, you know he's and to keep and to keep for us to get Scotty Barrett back on the side. That that is massive news, absolute massive news. Because Scotty is our our number one forward at the moment with Brody Retallick out. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree with you more, Kempe. It really is a morning of comings and goings. Because I, I also want to highlight this, get your uh, reaction to the Warriors. Um, in my opinion, down a huge blow here uh, on the eve of the NRL playoffs. Our captain Torhu Harris sideline with a back injury. Now, what these are the facts? What we know, he will not travel uh, this week. This week, will he? Um, he has already been scratched from Saturday's game against uh, the Dolphins, uh, which, of course, is the last match before the finals. The finals are fast, fast, fast approaching. The full extent of the injury is not yet known. Um, the timing really unfortunate. The timing for when he returned, well, that's an unknown. Um, you know, enter in blank space here, Kempe. And I've got to ask, and I don't want to, but what if he's not there week one, mate? Well, it's not the end of the, it's not the, end of the world because they get two lives. So they, you know, it'd be nice for him to be there week one. And by the looks of the shape of the competition this weekend, Brisbane win, um, Penrith win, but they they win the competition. We play Penrith in round one. That's, you know, that's that's common. That's what it looks like for common sense um, state as far as the competition goes. But you know, the NRL this year, you've had results show up all over the place. Um, but the, but the news it's it's not just Tohu and I'm going to talk about this on my off the back fence. It's just not Tohu Harris. Like every club in top okay. four is in trouble, you know. And and you you tend to think that this type of news actually takes some of the spotlight off what else is out there, you know. Because you've got at least if you talk about the Warriors, for instance, you've got Sean Johnson carrying a quad. You've got the loss of. Um, Luke Metcalf, you got Tamari Martin coming back after one game. Is he is he ready? You know, um, and that's just the Warriors. But if you go through the top the top four, they can say the same thing about those teams too. Daniel Tohu Harris is our biggest loss. One, he's the skipper, 
and he's he's basically leading the middle, which is allowing Aidan Fanua Blake to play as good as he's playing. But to yeah. have him there um, is in the capacity that he has been, because he's been playing injured all year. He hasn't been at 100% I mean, he all year. He set the tone in week one. He 100%. set the tone in week one. He's Over one tough kid. tackles, wasn't it? Yep. I've just been I've been calling for that montage of all fifty tackles from week one. Um, no one's ever done it for me because he, he just he really set a tone from week number one and all that experience, all that playoff experience, uh, it can be in a lot of ways even more valuable considering who might be missing for the other teams. Well, yeah, it's I think that Toru Harris is our, is the best lock in the competition. Now, I think he'll get named there as the NRL lock of the year. Um, and that's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big accolade, you Huge. know. When you're coming up against the likes of uh, Isaiah Yell, uh, Cam Murray, um, and and Paddy Carrigan, you 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 at his age to be doing what he's doing on on a bung knee this year has been absolutely unbelievable. The the other part of it is it is back when you already know that he's been carrying a knee injury all year. So is it is it throwing? You know, a spanner. I've seen people pick that up straight away. You know, like when you're a coach and you've been in the competition and you read headlines, you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, boys! You need to breathe. Just take, a, just take a breath here." Now, I saw him walking around the after the game on the weekend. Well, you don't walk around like that if you got a bad back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, is it his back? Might be his knee. <laughs> I'm, you know, and it is a good time. I, I think you don't take too much away from this weekend. It's naming uh, team naming. Tuesday, five o'clock this afternoon, the team gets named. I think there'd be my, maybe a couple more, knowing that we can't finish any worse than where we are at the moment, um, and we might actually see a couple of other players sitting out this one just to freshen them up for that first week. Because I think the first week we've actually got a decent chance of getting through that first week. Well, absolutely, I, I think we've got a decent chance to get through every week, don't they? The way they're playing. Well, the way the way they are, the clubs are shaping up, hundred percent. Mm. Mm. 100%. It's it's all on, Daniel, and that's been the competition this year. It's all on. If you just think that the Warriors are making up numbers, right, well, put your tickets up on on the on the <laughs> up for sale because there'll be people, plenty of people want to get over to Sydney to watch it. Uh, my heart sank when I saw this headline last night, Kempe, and I wanted to bring this up with you. Um, I think the stark reality of the time frame really slapped me across the face when I when I read this headline. Kane Williamson has two weeks to prove his fitness for the One Day World Cup. Um, he's linked up with New Zealand, of course, in England, ahead of the T20 one-day series. That starts on Thursday morning, by the way. T20, we've got uh, the first uh, T20 International coming to you at 5 a.m. Adam Collins, Jeremy Coney have the call for that one. We, we do know Kane Williamson uh, uh, suffered a, a significant ACL uh, injury in April. Um, viewed at that stage a very slim chance, especially by me, because I generally always hear from athletes seven to nine months to recover from an mm. ACL. Um, and that uh, took him beyond the start of the tournament. Now, the 15-player squad needs to be submitted to the ICC September 5th. So that's just over a week away, isn't it? Or under a week. Uh, but can be changed without approval up until September 28th. So that technically is D-Day, isn't it? Um, Gary Stead, a quoted Crick Info story here. We've got two weeks from now until we name that side. Going to give him every chance to use the full amount of time. He's in full rehab mode. He's back batting in the nets again which is great to see he's progressing really well. But again, there's a lot of work for him still to do to make uh, sure he gets to where we need him to be. It could also be that Williamson will be included, uh, even if he's not ready for the um, early stages of the World Cup. Or another option, I, I guess, is um, embracing our South Af- inner South African rugby spirit animal, 
um, and not naming him in the squad and hoping others get injured and he can be an injury replacement, KP. Yeah. <laughs> being, being around plenty of squads like that, Daniel, where you, you know, manipulating you know, the so-called clauses in the in the in the in the manual to make sure you've got players in there. I think he's pro- I think he's proven his fitness. Like you're talking about like this is phenomenal. You know, he's 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 had an injury that's meant to have ruled him out for the year, and we're talking a month out whether or not they're going to name him in the World Cup squad. Like I think I think they name him. You know, they strap him they strap him up if he's already batting in the nets. Like he isn't going to go batting for singles, is he? When he's yeah. when he's sitting there and he's and he's batting through the World Cup, and I think I think they name him I, I'm, just for the confidence of that team having him there and. Uh, the other part of that too is having your medical team working on him daily to get him right. I, I just think they manage him through it. I think it's more around how do we do that to get him through um, the rigours of this World Cup. Do we do we play him in certain games? Do we play him in a certain way? Um, you know, what does he mean as the, as the full package starts to take shape? Because you'd seem to think if you named him in the side – like if I'm sitting here and I'm going, well, Kane's there and he's in the nets. How much more confidence? And he's hitting that ball on one bad knee and I'm fully fit. What am I thinking, May I ain't going out there and letting him down, you know? So I think I think there's a bit of strategy here from from um, Gary Stead and in, in, in the selection of it. And and he'll now he's got the 28th of September to, to actually finalise that side. A month's a long time in your recovery. Yeah, we've just talked about three really important uh, athletes to their respective sides. Two uh, are leaders, um, you know, skippers, Kane Williamson and uh, Tohu Harris. Uh, the Kane Williamson sort of strikes me sort of similar to, to Sia Khaleesi's return from a partial ACL tear. I think he got back after five months. And How you good saw was he? What that, you saw what that meant to South Africa. You talk about leadership and inspirational figures, those come-follow-me types. Um he, he certainly is one. So uh, there's just a bit of a, a landscape of some comings and goings, uh, some some pretty big names there, and uh, we'll continue to talk about those uh, over the day and days ahead. Uh, so uh, really significant um, uh, news there for the All Blacks, uh, the Warriors, and yeah, just a reminder that um, I, I've been I've been calling it uh, on the Saturday session with Grant Elliott the, the our version of the Doomsday Clock. You know how close to nuclear war we are. I'm calling it the Kane Clock, <laughs> and unfortunately. You know, I, I'm going to have to push it a little bit closer. It's about seven minutes to midnight. It's about seven minutes to midnight as we're. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know what? I, I'm just going to throw this one out there because he's probably not yeah. up up yet. He's playing golf all week this week, young Sammy Hewitt. But he has a problem saying clock. You know that? Oh, really? He does. Interesting. <laughs> hey, we we all have our idiosyncrasies. All right. Um, our number, of course, is eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You can text us double eight double three. Uh, who am I? Who am I? Do I need to give a clue here, kids? Is this with our mates at Chemist Warehouse? It is indeed. Fragrance giveaway. It is fantastic. Get it in. Yeah, it's pick, a toughie too. Yeah, pick up the perfect birthday, uh, the perfect birthday, uh, birthday, Father's Day gift uh, from Chemist Warehouse. Uh, Versace, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, uh, Calvin Klein, David Beckham and more. They've got the biggest range of fragrances at the lowest prices. So hurry in store or shop online and find the perfect gift for Dad this Father's Day. Who am I? We'll give you three clues over the duration of the show. All right, clue number one. I am the leading scorer in my hometown team's history and statistically a top 10 defender in my league's history. I have also won two Olympic gold medals. Who am I? I assume text double eight double three to get into win. Brilliant. Simple as that. I'll repeat. I'm the leading scorer 
in my hometown team's history and statistically a top 10 defender in my league's history. I've also won two Olympic gold medals. Who am I? It's 22 minutes after six. Back after this.